Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? In this episode, we'll dive into what it means to have the cobwebs and grime cleared out of our hearts, hear why it might be helpful to have a daily quiet hour, kids included, and you'll hear why lemons are my new best cleaning friend. This is episode 21. Here we go. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in this week. It has been so wonderful to hear how this spring cleaning series is helping you. So thank you for the great feedback. Seriously, it means the world to me. So today it's just me. I'd like to begin with some highlights from the past couple of weeks in this series and a great listener question that relates to the organization piece we've been tackling before we get into today's topic. So we're kind of flip-flopping the order just a little bit. So first, I just want to share that I have really enjoyed hearing from many of you about how the series is helping you create more calm and joyful atmospheres in your home. So one of our listeners shared how she has been inspired during this series to create a homework station in the dining area for her daughter and just kind of clear out the clutter that was accumulating. She showed me a picture and it was so great. It looked it looked beautiful. Another listener, Jill, showed me pictures of her office all sparkling clean and organized and there was even sunlight streaming through the windows. I just love it. So keep your stories and pictures of spring cleaning success successes coming my way. (laughs) So our great listener question this week related to organizing and cleaning up is what do you do about the Tupperware and the lids in your drawers? Like what is the best way to store them? Okay, I had to go to the experts for this because I don't have the best solution in my kitchen right now. I don't know about anybody else. It's kind of (laughs) one of those things. It's kind of organized, but I'm not in love with how it's organized. So I looked a bunch of articles up online and this is what I found. I will link the best sources in our show notes, but here's some of the greatest ideas I saw. Okay, one idea was to use a pegboard so you can kind of adjust it with the dowels. You can move them around as much as you need to to like get everything situated where you want it. Another thought was to use book bins and then you can label them, you know. Another idea was a dish rack. So they can just kind of stack neatly the lids and the Tupperware, which I kind of love that idea because corralling those lids would be really nice. I'm going to try it. Another idea was to use an old like CD tower, similar to the dish rack um, theory here. And then another thought was to use tension rods, which was a really neat concept. And then they said, if you're crafty and you can do this little sewing project, you can make kind of a cloth pocket for the inside of one of your cupboards. Um, I probably couldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not super skilled with that. But, um, and then the last idea, of course, was to invest in a more expensive storage solution. Like the example in this one article was like a system from wayfair.com that was kind of expensive, but I just figure between any of those ideas, like a lot of them are just free or very, very reasonably priced. I would kind of advise you to go that route personally, because I think it's more, it's more practical. Um, yeah. So unless you want to go all out and spend a ton of money on a really fancy system, I think we've got materials in our homes already, most likely that we can use to kind of organize these Tupperware lids and oh man. So I hope that helps our listener. Um, thank you so much for the great question. And if you have a question you'd like to ask, please just email me. It's Hannah at Sunday or you can reach out through Facebook or Instagram in a message. That's what this listener did. It was super easy way to get in touch. 
So that would be awesome. So continuing on with our theme this week, one of my favorite things is I have enjoyed incorporating more natural cleaning methods in this spring cleaning process. Like I am not an expert in this by any means, but I have enjoyed trying vinegar and lemon and baking soda for cleaning and scrubbing and shining. It's pretty phenomenal. You can do everything from clean your coffee maker, microwave, shower head, unclog a drain, and deep clean extra greasy dishes and pans. I mean, three chairs for these amazing ingredients. I will link two amazing articles for fun that have all of these ways that you can clean with these three powerhouse ingredients. Okay, so let's get started with our topic this week. We are wrapping up our series on spring cleaning this month with a sort of internal cleanse. Every spring is a wonderful opportunity to check in with our hearts. It's a new season of growth. There are more flowers blooming and sunshine is beginning to peek through the clouds. We've been taking time to beautify our homes, so why not continue on the inside? Our hearts could use a scrub, a simplifying, and a reorganizing of our priorities. Just as I can get so proud of my newly organized kitchen cupboards, I want to be just as excited to let God shake things up in me, get all the crumbs and the grime out of the neglected corners of my heart. Sometimes we just don't pay attention or we get caught up in the cares and concerns of daily life. I know I do, (laughs) of motherhood and homemaking, and we can forget to spend those quiet moments with our maker. I have felt this profound stirring in my heart lately to just make sure that as I make our home more functional and beautiful, I let God continue to make his home more comfortably in my heart. What does this look like? I think it's just checking in, maybe early morning or later in the evening when your kids are asleep, whatever whatever you choose, and taking a few specific moments of focused prayer to let God search your heart and clean out the cobwebs, so to speak, to dust, to remove the grime of some bad habits that we may have developed, to scrub away the dirt and wash you in his forgiveness and grace polish you to let you shine and reflect his love to others. Now, how do you know your heart needs a spring cleaning, a refresh, a reordering? I think there's a couple of ways we can know this. Tension, anger, we feel like we're always about to snap, negative attitude, no joy, frustration, always wanting to escape. Several of these are warning signs for me, just being very vulnerable and honest with you now. Um, This past week, even I felt like I was a little bit just carrying around this tension. I couldn't even identify what it was. I was just kind of on the brink of being, you know, and you're kind of snippy, snippy and snappy with people and you're just kind of, I don't know, it was just a weird feeling. And I just thought I need to sit down and I need to pray because I don't know what's going on. Discontent might be another, you know, warning sign for you. Jealousy, experiencing a lot of jealous feelings, bitterness, unforgiveness towards others, Maybe your words in your words and your speech, like you're gossipy or sloppy in our choices with media. The list can go on and on. So there was an article I stumbled across that said signs that you may be bitter include taking things too personally, you know, Oof, and I can do this <laughs> or complaining a lot, sometimes about the same things or overgeneralizing negative experiences. Sometimes we need a good scrub, and this may be a bit uncomfortable when we feel convicted about some choices we've made or habits we've developed. Our pride will always want to shout, hey, don't don't talk to me about this. I'm fine. I'm fine. But the truth is, when we let God clean us and make us fresh and new again, it's a good thing. It's a healing thing. 
You know how when you're scrubbing a stubborn stain or wiping a neglected surface, you think, ugh, like how long has this been here? What is going on? Why didn't I do this sooner? Because now it's a lot harder to get the stain out. It's the same with our hearts. The daily maintenance and cleaning is so healthy and good for us. And then like what I'm talking about today, a specific kind of deep clean every so often is is wonderful for us too and necessary. So I'm going to give you a, a very personal example and... um. I hope I don't cry, but I, yeah, I've just been feeling in my own heart, the areas that need scrubbing have to do with just holding on to things that I need to let go of in the sense of being frustrated about a problem that is really just not really going to go away. It's just is what it is. And I need to let it go and stop brooding over it in the sense of like, you know what I'm saying? The only person, this is a famous saying you learn when you take all these counseling courses, like the only person I can change is myself. So I know that in my head, but my heart sometimes wants to kind of, oh, well, if this person would do this, or if this situation would just change, then I'd be happier or I'd be fill in the blank. No, 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 not so. I just need to get my heart right and let it be cleaned. And it's sometimes I think we think this will be better to hold on to this bitterness or this frustration. Well, of course it's not in the end. And we can like objectively see that with other people, but sometimes we don't always see it in ourselves. And I know I've done that before where I'm like, yeah, that person, man, they're just so bitter. (laughs) They just really need to let that go. And then it comes to things that are really like touch points for me. And I'm like, "Mm," I'm almost like stubbornly holding on to that instead of really releasing that and letting it be washed clean. Does that make sense? I hope, I hope that makes sense. Um, and again, like I said, this is kind of nerve wracking to be like, ugh, sharing this piece of my struggle with you, but I hope that it encourages you to just be honest, you know, with how you're doing and just come to God and just let him scrub and clean and get that grime and that yuckiness off of our hearts. So here are some tips and a takeaway for us when it comes to this whole notion of spring cleaning of the heart. So I was reading an article that kind of really dovetailed nicely with a lot of my thoughts that I had around this topic. So I'll link it in the show notes. It's from Focus on the Family. But here are some ideas for making time to connect with our maker so that he can continue to make his home in our hearts. Utilize the first few minutes of nap time, 20 or 30 minutes, if your kids are young, to recharge and be still and pray and journal and reflect like that deep soul work. Now, I know many of us do this already, but this is just another encouragement, another reminder, just in case, um, just in case you need it. The second thing is to pray while you're getting ready for the day. You know what I mean? In the morning, like showering, putting on makeup, whatever you're doing, maybe doing your hair. Take a few moments as you do that and get your heart kind of aligned with God's. The third thing is to write truth on your bathroom mirror. I mean, for me, it's like a quote or a verse or whatever, and I've been doing it more lately again. um, Someone who I really look up to has been kind of a mentor in my life has encouraged me to do this over and over again. And I, I just, I was realizing the other day, I need to do that. I'm getting a little bit sloppy in my thoughts and just not focusing on what is true and what is good and So I've been doing that and it's a real attitude check for me. Every time I'm there, every time I pass by that mirror, I'm getting ready or whenever, it's like that is truth and it helps anchor me. So I would encourage us all to do that. The fourth thing is as you do any cleaning around your home, like daily cleaning, let God speak to you about your own life and heart. 
Now, this happens to me a lot. I don't know if this happens to you. Kind of in the mundane and simple tasks. First of all, he's always there. So no matter what you're doing, he's with you and he can teach you and correct you and guide you and lead you. I remember I was sweeping one time and I was just kind of just, I don't know, wasn't thinking about anything profound. I was just sweeping up a mess in the kitchen and God spoke to my heart so clearly in that moment about forgiveness. And I just was like, oh, well, that's a pleasant surprise to be doing this kind of mundane task and have him use it as an illustration about how he sweeps away our, you know, offenses and sweeps away our mistakes and makes us right with him. I mean, I was just like, oh, that's incredible. So he can do that throughout the day. You know, he can do that throughout the day with all of us. The fifth thing is, I would also say it's crucial to have some time each day to just be still like a daily kind of quiet hour. And it can be less than an hour, but to have a quiet time with your kids where they are quiet too, and they need to play in their rooms or rest or read or whatever it is, but give give you about 30 minutes, maybe more of time alone, you know, time with God. So kids need downtime so we can teach them and train them to do this. A sweet friend of mine reminded me and actually strongly encouraged me recently to do this with my kids. And cause I had just been neglecting to do that. And so we have reinstituted the quiet hour and it has been glorious. Okay, lastly, the sixth thing is to check in at the end of each day for a few moments. Even take some time, a couple minutes away from your spouse or your kids or whatever. Just, I don't know, (laughs) alone. Five to ten minutes and just kind of evaluate the day. Like, think, think it through. How are you doing? How do you feel? How did the day go? Like a quicker, more daily cleaning habit. Like we talked about last week, um, if you remember, we were talking about like take a Clorox wipe and just quickly wipe down the bathroom counters, you know, for easy daily maintenance. So just take that bit of time to maintain a clean and well-ordered heart, if that makes sense. I would encourage us all to close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and reflect and pray. I find it fascinating that everyone is talking about the word mindfulness and obsessed with being quiet and meditating and being intentional about things. So that's all well and good. But a lot of times what the world is talking about and our society is talking about is going deep enough within yourself to find all the answers that you ever need, right? (laughs) And being still and emptying your mind. And No, no, no. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about connecting with our maker, the one who knows us and loves us and formed us and knows what we need and knows how to guide us and knows how to teach us and and is the source of all wisdom. So it's kind of a huge difference between meditating, being still in the sense that the world will talk about versus what we are talking about today. So I just wanted to clarify that. But I do kind of, I do think it's interesting that that notion is being talked about so much and it's trendy because I think people are realizing whether they believe in God or not, that they're realizing, man, I need to be still. I need to be quiet and get out of this, you know, the chaotic noise of the world for a few moments. So it's kind of interesting. And I'm hoping that God will draw people to himself through that because I think people are seeking, um, seeking truth and seeking how to connect and go deeper. And you know what I mean? They just, they're looking. So anyways, I would really encourage us all to please take some time this week and let our hearts receive a good spring cleaning. Let all lingering crummy and sticky corners of pride and jealousy and bitterness or anger get scrubbed clean so that you and I could be the best mamas we can be for our families, our neighbors, our friends, and for this world. I'll do it with you. I'll wrap up this segment with an incredible quote from one of my favorite authors of all time, C.S. Lewis. He says, imagine yourself as a living house 
God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you are not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up the towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. Oh, I love that so much. I love it so much. It's so true. Well, I wanted to leave you with a fun little bungalow moment from my life this week. <laughs> So, our kids can be super funny, the most random things can happen at home, and so what we call them here is just bumblebee moments because my little five-year-old daughter cannot say the word bumblebee. She says bumblebee. Okay, so here are my bumblebee moments. First of all, I just need to say that my two daughters are obsessed with, like, jewelry and just girly things, like, I don't know, like, they always want to try out makeup just for fun and like, oh, can I use your blush, mom? Or can I try this lipstick? Like, they just love dressing up. They love fancy things. Um, if you've ever read the series Fancy Nancy, that's kind of like what they are like, <laughs> just to maybe a little lesser degree. But anyways, my five-year-old daughter cannot say the word jewelry very well, so she kind of says jewelry. So that's my moment. I mean, it's just really simple and sweet. She just says jewelry almost. So this past week, as we were organizing and spring cleaning, I'm like looking for ways to make our home better and more functional and beautiful and all this. So I found these two very sweet and precious vintage looking kind of wall hooks. And so they're going to be um, a great solution for my daughter's jewelry because they have some necklaces that always get tangled up and they get like left on the tops of their dressers or on the floor or in the closet or wherever. And it's like, they're not expensive necklaces by any means. They're just kind of those fun plasticky kid ones. And then there's one, they each have one semi nice necklace that I got them this past Christmas. It's really cute. But anyways, I found them a jewelry solution. <laughs> and I just love how they say those words. I love that they love to dress up. I mean, these are the days that are fleeting. They're not going to want to do this forever. And so I try to really take joy in these moments where, you know, they are just having so much fun at the ages that they're at. <laughs> My other quick bumblebee moment is that I, I may have mentioned this before, but our little son really enjoys to hear German yodeling. No joke. So I don't even remember how this started, but I've mentioned before, we love Europe. We love Germany. We love Switzerland. And We've taken our kids there, and so for some reason, I don't even remember how, but someone had the idea to look up yodeling on YouTube. And so our family's watching this yodeling video, and it's this guy who's <laughs> apparently one of the most famous yodelers in the world, and he's yodeling away, he's got a like later hose on, he's walking around, it's from like the 70s or 80s, I think maybe the 80s. <laughs> so our son just like latched onto this video and thinks it's the best thing ever. And so he's like, yodelo, yodelo, whenever he wants to watch yodeling. And it's, it's amazing. It's like, it's like the funniest thing because it gets stuck in your head. It's kind of annoying, but kind of awesome all at the same time. <laughs> we even found this one. It's like chicken yodeling. It's not a chicken yodeling because that's just weird and not possible. But it's this guy in like the Alps somewhere, maybe like the Swiss Alps. And he's kind of 
walking around like a chicken and singing. And then there's chickens around him as he's yodeling. <laughs> but anyways, so our family's been really into these random yodeling videos and then our jewelry solution. So those are my bungle moments for the week. If you have a bungle moment to share, please go to sundayafternoonmama.com and click on share a bungle moment, or you can message me on Instagram or Facebook. Okay, well, on that random note, um, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. I really hope you've enjoyed this spring cleaning series of The Home and the Heart. It's been our joy to share with you. Me and Christina have loved talking about all of this and sharing pictures and, and thoughts and ideas and you know trying to find creative solutions for all of those organizational kind of tricky spots we have in our homes. So be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too. Good old fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Come visit sundayafternoonmama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook if you aren't already. I'll be back with you again next week. And in the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.